Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Living the Sweet Life. My name is TJ Sweet, and on this podcast, we'll talk a lot about living with intention, looking at the world through a grateful lens, and also reshaping our mindsets. So in this episode, I'm going to talk a lot about self-esteem and self-confidence. So this is near and dear to me because this is a topic that truthfully throughout my life I've kind of struggled with of understanding um, kind of who I am and what I'm capable of, but oftentimes relying on other people to tell me and show me what I'm capable of. And so um, this kind of is something that affects us in every area of our life. And so understanding that the power and the impact of self-belief comes from self-esteem and self-confidence. So we'll kind of define self-esteem first as how we see ourselves and how we feel about ourselves. It could mean in any way, shape, or form as far as kind of just a, when the moments are quiet, how do we describe ourselves? Then the self-confidence is what our beliefs are of what we can accomplish or what our skills are or what we're capable of, right? Now, it's really hard to separate these two because oftentimes our self-esteem can tend to drive our self-confidence or sometimes lack of self-confidence. So just first of all, I want to say that um, anything I share today is really just an authentic place that I come from uh, about my life and about the lives that I've seen um, of people that I've gotten to work with, but also the people all over the world. And, and this is something to where um, it's an empowering thought of knowing that we are in control of our self-esteem and self-confidence. So like I shared with my post on Monday talking about self-esteem and self-confidence come from self not from others. Now, I don't know about you, but I often struggle when people tell me something positive about myself that I don't yet believe. I sometimes don't really believe them or I'll deflect it. Uh, And I don't know if anybody can relate to that to where when somebody gives you a compliment, you kind of fluff it off and you kind of say, yeah, okay, well, that's just um, your idea or just your thought of me or, um, you know, whatever, Uh, the topic may be, we'll defend ourselves and say, well, yeah, it was easy. Instead of just taking a compliment, we deflect it because we don't see that about ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about bragging and being arrogant. I'm just talking about understanding that there are good things about who we are and what we offer to the world. And so when somebody compliments you, hear that. Because let me ask this question. When somebody criticizes you, I'm willing to bet you probably hear that and take more um, time thinking about that criticism than you do the compliments. And the only reason why I can say that is because that's typically the way I've lived my life is when people give me compliments, it doesn't really motivate me and it doesn't necessarily, um, up to this point in my life, it doesn't really necessarily inspire me to be better or recognize that about myself and then do something with it. So what typically happens is when somebody um, criticizes me, I really reflect on that. I stop and think about it. Maybe I see it as a challenge. But sometimes what we can recognize is our criticisms are we hear them more because that's the story we're also telling ourselves about ourselves. And 
I don't know if that relates to anybody else in the sense of when people give you compliments, it really doesn't stick. We kind of let it bounce off because it's new to us. Or if somebody gives us the same compliment that somebody else gave us, we have a hard time believing ourselves. So whenever I say that self-confidence and self-esteem come from self, I'm just reemphasizing the fact that other people can tell you great things about yourself and they can tell you great things that you've done or skills that you have. But if you don't believe it, you'll never believe them. So start with believing in what you're capable of. Believe in yourself. And that starts with telling yourself a new story about you. So kind of start back and think about why do you feel the way that you feel about who you are? And do you often feel like you have to be someone around other people, but when you're by yourself, you can be someone else? So oftentimes that's an issue with self-esteem to where we feel like we have to put on the show and the stage. Uh, We feel like we're on stage whenever we're around other people because we want to give this appearance of being confident or uh, we want other people to think highly of us. Well, and again, thinking about uh, self-esteem as what we think about ourselves, right? This gives us an opportunity to say new things about ourselves. Yes, we will always have things we can work on, but that doesn't mean that we don't have great things that we have worked on and have overcome and that we offer to the world. So if you can settle on this idea of progress, things that you want to achieve in your life, maybe things that you want to feel about yourself, it's really hard to listen to a podcast like this and say, oh, well, I should be more confident, and then just all of a sudden start saying something new. That sounds great. Probably not sustainable, though. So take some time and really slow down and think about how do you feel about yourself and why? What has happened in your life that makes you feel a certain way? Or what story have you been telling yourself? Because it's really hard for us to see outside of ourselves Um, So we oftentimes struggle with thinking about a new thought about ourselves because we just keep thinking about our past. We keep thinking about the person who didn't keep the habits. We keep thinking about the person who didn't read the book or who um, didn't take the class or didn't finish the school or responded in a negative way towards something or whatever it may be or ate a certain um, food, right? So we give ourselves uh, less credit for the things that we do well and give ourselves too much credit for the things that we don't. So I think that's one of the first pieces of self-esteem is understanding that yes, there are definitely things that we can always work on and we can always improve. But at the same time, there are great things about you. There are great things that you offer to the people around you. And the more you become aware of those things, the more you feel free to give away those things and live in that place instead of living in this place of shame and regret and thinking I should have done this and I should have done that. The past is something that we cannot change, but we can change how we think about our past and change about how we think about ourselves and what we're capable of. So in the sense that you may not be where you want to be yet, but are you where you used to be? Can you find that sweet spot in the middle? of thinking about, I'm not where I used to be, I'm not where I wanna be, 
but I'm grateful for where I am because I know where I want to be now. So you think about, again, the thoughts of what do you, how would you describe yourself? And then also, what do you want those things to be? So if you write down the list of things uh, or adjectives that describe you, how would you, how would you say that truthfully now? But also, how do you want it to be? And what do you think you can do? What do you think you can say? What habits can you form? What different words can you start using towards yourself that will help you feel better about you? Because you deserve that. You deserve to feel better about who you are. Because ultimately, who, how we feel about ourselves will then drive the next behavior. It drives self-love. It encourages self-love. Because when we care about ourselves, again, uh, uh, Mel Robbins even shared a quote today uh, about thinking about, talk about, uh, Brene Brown talks about this too, but talk to yourself like you would someone that you love. And another great point of listing all of the things that you love in your life how long would it take before you showed up on that list? Now, those two statements hit me home. It, it hits home for me because I've always struggled with that. I've always seen the things that I should have done or things I never committed to or um, you know, books I should have written or books I should have read or exercise routines that I should have done or decisions I should have made, money I should have should have spent and money I shouldn't have spent um, all of these things. I just get in this comparison of this ideal of me being perfect or making perfect decisions all the time, but I'm not. And, and I know that. And I'm my goal and my focus now because of the uh, great people that I have around me that have shown me who, um, how I impact their lives. And it makes me, I'm more present now because of my grateful life that I get to lead that I get to live now because being present in the moment helps you kind of recognize more things about yourself and more things about others. But it also helps you recognize moments of growth instead of just recognizing moments of, um, you know, maybe not responding in the way you wanted to or committing to something because that chips away at our self-esteem and it kind of doesn't create this idea of starting new habits that actually benefit us. So taking time to be present in the moment, recognizing when you're saying something negative about yourself and why. And do you want to feel that way? And if not, how can you tell yourself a new story? And so maybe you haven't done something that you've always said you've wanted to do. Can you just finish that sentence with yet? I haven't done that yet. Just that one simple three letter word yet makes us shift away from the habit of, um, uh, of not saying to ourselves, uh, I can't commit to habits. I don't know if anybody can, can relate to that statement of I've tried a habit, but I can't commit to it. So then we shy away from starting another new habit. But that's really just a result of our self-esteem about how we feel about ourselves. So I know this is complex. I understand that this is something that probably is deep rooted because it's something I've been working through and I still work through. We're all working through it, but not acknowledging it and not acknowledging the power and the impact it can have in our lives actually makes us keep this, this kind of uncomfortable space of settling for less than what we want and settling for less than we deserve and not expecting more from ourselves um, in a lot of different ways. 
So the thing about self-esteem is it leads, um, again, how we feel about ourselves leads into what we believe, self-confidence, what we feel like we're capable of. So uh, a couple of, of great examples of self-confidence is the um, thinking about um, professional athletes and you see those people that um, kind of, you would kind of phrase them as they don't care what anybody thinks about them. Now, I'd be willing to bet that's probably not true. It's just a matter of maybe they care about what people think about them, but it doesn't inhibit them being their authentic selves. So, for example, uh, just this past week, uh, Serena Williams played in her last tennis match um, and uh, maybe her last tennis match. I don't know if she may be coming back. Uh, but the announcer after or the commentator after the tennis match asked her if she was if Serena was surprised at the level of her play after coming back from having a baby and not playing very much tennis. Now, Serena is one of the greatest of all time. And when the when. Um, Mary Jo Fernandez asked her that question of, are you surprised of your level of play? The look of fire in her eyes and the look of, are you kidding me? She just laughed and said, no, I'm not surprised. Now that sounds like self-confidence to me. It could come across as arrogance, right? But I think her self-confidence comes from her preparation it comes from the success that she's had. By the way, she's lost a lot of tennis matches recently, but she remembers the success that she has as well. So it's not just about only being perfect and only winning always that drives self-confidence. It can be, you know what, I failed, but I've risen back up above that. I've been able to overcome adversity, overcome challenges, and that is why I'm confident. Not confident that I'm always going to win, but confident that I've prepared so that I can be great at whatever I'm doing. And so self-confidence can drive, right? So some of our limited self-confidence can drive new behaviors. It can inspire us. It can make us eat differently, work out differently, read differently, spend money differently. Because when we start to have this lack of self-confidence of what we think we're capable of, sometimes that can drive us to become better. This, this uh, state of becoming is what inspires me every single day. It's not the state of being great at something. That doesn't inspire me. It's the thought of becoming great at something. And so whether it's in finance or um, athletics or a business or whatever it may be, the greatest, what we will define, if you will, as the greatest of each of those areas, those people never call themselves the greatest. They talk about, I'm working on getting better. Whether it was, uh, you know, you think about um, Tiger Woods, for example, greatest at the time, he was probably the greatest golfer um, on the planet. And he was still spending time on the driving range because he wanted to get better. He wanted to be more confident of what he could do. So he practiced and put in work because he knew he could get better. He didn't beat himself up because he wasn't perfect. Now, sometimes not being perfect and, again, lacking confidence in certain moments can drive us to do things to help us build more confidence. Now, let me ask, does that relate to you or do you feel like your self-confidence holds you back? Does it prevent you from working on things? Does it prevent you from striving for something? Because I can relate to that, too. There are times when we've all come across something to where we didn't feel confident and we had a choice to make. 
Either we can keep going and be willing to look silly and look foolish and fail, or we can retreat back and just be be play safe and not do um, the thing and not be challenged and not and to just choose security, which is fine. I understand that because we've all had that choice. But where the growth comes from and where real self-confidence comes from in our capabilities and our abilities is not because we're better than anybody else. It's because we know that we've done the work to become better than who we were before. So I urge you to look at self-confidence is self-improvement, not comparison to others. I'm going to say that one more time. Self-confidence comes from a place of self-improvement. The fact that we know we can get better at anything if we want to, but also understanding that it's not about comparing ourselves to somebody else. Because sometimes confidence walking into a room can look like arrogance. Now I'll tell you, this is gonna be a generalization, most of the time the people who are super, super arrogant and um, boastful and all of that uh, language that comes and behavior that comes, they're actually the ones with probably the lowest self-confidence because they need to be overly confident to make up for their lack of confidence. Now, that probably sounds a little counterproductive, but the people who want to distract others and they also have to talk themselves into being confident. You know, Muhammad Ali said he was the greatest. Well, you know, he put in the work and he did whatever, you know, all the different training that he needed, but that was his way of motivating himself. But he probably said that and he trained the way he trained because he wasn't confident that he was just great always. He knew that he needed to work on things to become better, to become his best. And so again, no matter what industry, even Warren Buffett talks about reading books about investing every day. Warren Buffett, he's still learning and reading. So don't become, uh, don't have less confidence in yourself because you don't know everything. Become more confident because you know you can learn anything. Whenever it comes to self-confidence, combined with self-esteem is where that self-belief starts to come from. It starts to kind of manifest and exponentially grow in our lives. And so recognizing that no amount of external approval or comments or or validation will ever really improve our self-confidence So again, recognizing that no amount of external approval or um, uh, compliments from other people will actually improve our self-confidence, and it may actually create more pressure or sometimes a lack of confidence. When people say that you're doing something really, really well and you don't feel that way, it can kind of chip away of, man, you you feel like you're an imposter. You feel like other people think you're greater than you are. And again, that's just why I made the statement in that post about self-confidence and self-esteem come from self, not from others. Others can compliment us. Others can help us see more. But if we don't see it ourselves, it's going to be really hard for us to have it be something that impacts our lives. So catching yourself when you say things about yourself, about uh, that sound like a lack of self-esteem or a lack of self-confidence, catching yourself in those moments. That's really the first step to recognizing how you want to make a shift and when you want to make a change. And who are you with and who are you around when you're saying those things? Is it because you're threatened by people around you or is it because those people have made you feel that way? There are times where I've been surrounded by a bunch of people that are extremely critical. 
And that's just the way it is. But how I let their criticism impact me is up to me. And so it's also thinking about the idea that nobody can make you feel anything without your permission. So when somebody gives you a compliment, my suggestion, hear it, say thank you, feel it, and let it impact you more than you let criticism impact you. But don't let criticism go by either, because that's a moment to read a pause and self-reflect and then discard it if you know that's not who you are. Because here's the truth about criticism and judgment. Oftentimes, it's a projection of somebody else's feelings about themselves towards you. I know that's a generalization, but most of the time that's true. So if, they're, if somebody else is upset about something about themselves, they'll see that in you or they'll um, recognize that maybe you're outgrowing them and then they will try to knock you back down. But you don't have to let that happen. You can simply respond with, I appreciate your feedback and then do what you wish with it. I don't mind when people give me feedback, uh, negative feedback all the time. It's moments for me to grow and learn because I know I'm always growing and learning. That's actually what helps me um, build more self-confidence in the sense that I know that I can continuously learn and grow and improve because I care and because I can. So the other things uh, to slow down and think about, right? So because hopefully you're kind of getting some ideas here around, well, how do I start doing this? And so, again, catching yourself whenever you're saying things that aren't, uh, that don't sound the way that you want to think about yourself, or if you start limiting yourself and start talking more about self-limiting beliefs, uh, more than self-beliefs, right? Those things, like think about those in those moments and then catch yourself and stop that sentence and then speak life and speak forward growth and progress into who you are and what you are. Second thing is write down your thoughts. Journaling is so super important. And that's why I put that that section in my first book about two things that you appreciate about yourself. Typically, that's the hardest one for most people because we're always looking at who we're not and we rarely recognize who we are. Slowing down to appreciate a couple of things about yourself every day because those things are there. I promise. Those moments where you appreciate more about yourself will actually help you appreciate more about other people. Again, we can't give away something we don't have ourselves. And whenever we feel appreciative of who we are, we feel safer. We feel more likely to recognize more great things about other people. And then when we recognize more great things around other people, guess what? It helps us feel more confident of who we are and what we are and the resources we have around us. So write down your thoughts. Write down what you're thinking, how you're feeling, and when you're feeling, and who you're with. Um, when you're feeling certain ways, but then also recognize who are you with when you feel differently, when you feel like you're the most you and you feel encouraged and inspired because I have people in my life that I, I know, I know for a fact of um, they believe in me, they trust in me, they challenge me, but the challenge comes from a place of encouragement not judgment. And when you find that, it's incredible. Hold on to it. Recognize those people and appreciate those people. Be open to some of their challenges and some of the criticism because those people who love you the most are the ones who are going to bring out the best in you if you just let them. So thinking about a few calls to action here real quick. Um, So uh, 
appreciating moments of progress and growth more than perfection will help self-esteem and self-confidence. Love yourself more often. Keep yourself a priority in your own life. Because as our self-esteem and self-confidence increases, we will become more of who we authentic, who we are authentically, but then also will be better for the people that we're the most grateful for. Also, spend a few minutes every day pausing and spending more time evaluating yourself, who you are, what you are, what you offer to this world, because I promise you there's more there than you give yourself credit for. And get in this constant space of if you like to compete and you love to compare, compare you against you, your previous version of yourself. So for me, my goal is to be better each year than I was the previous year. Now, better is different for everybody. So define better for your own life and then recognize that you becoming better than yourself doesn't mean that you're not enough now. You are enough in every moment. And I know that can feel a little counterproductive because when you say you're enough, sometimes that, that makes us pause and stop and think, I'm enough, but I feel this way. I feel like I don't have confidence. I don't have, I have a low self-esteem, but people are telling me I'm enough. And then it starts to get into this shame and what's wrong with me and why can't I love myself more? So that's not what I mean. I mean that you don't lack anything to become self, um, more confident and develop higher self-esteem. Sometimes it just takes moving some things out of the way for you to fully recognize who you are. And like the great quote they talk about, sometimes life isn't about learning so much about yourself. Sometimes it's about unlearning. So unlearning those bad habits of putting yourself down or thinking that um, that you don't deserve something or speaking poorly about yourself, all of those different thoughts, because all those thoughts do is bring you back down. It doesn't actually encourage most people. But again, this is an individualized journey. My message I share is a lot of what has helped me go beyond being worried about what everybody's thinking while still being concerned about what everybody's thinking. Now, I know that sounds a little counterproductive, but or a little, um, uh, I guess it sounds like it's kind of going against itself there. But thinking about the idea of I, I want to care about what other people think because I care about other people. But I also don't care about what anybody thinks because oftentimes people think less about us than we, give, than we think. Um, but it also, I don't want it to be something that inhibits me from being me. And again, like I said, thinking about the people that you get to be surrounded by surrounded by in your life when you get to be the most you how do you feel like those people that bring that out in you are special and they are a gift in this world so appreciate them appreciate the people around you appreciate yourself more often and i hope at some point throughout maybe this podcast maybe this journey that we're on together of learning and growing that you improve um the self-talk and self-limit and remove some of those self-limiting beliefs, breathe life into who you are, find ways to improve your self-esteem for you so that you feel better about who you are and what you offer to the world. And then be confident in what you're capable of because you're strong, significant, and capable. 
I know that already about you. Sometimes we just have to unlearn that about ourselves, that we aren't those things because we haven't been before. But that doesn't mean that we can't be moving forward. So I hope you found something valuable in this, and I hope this helps you on your journey of self-growth and, and personal development. And you know, I hope it really kind of helps you live with intention because you're worth it. And you know, looking at the world through a grateful lens makes some of these things easier. And I hope to continue to pour into um, kind of what this whole grateful life really looks like and how it manifests things um, in, into our lives in different ways that we may not even anticipate now. Uh, but it's really just about loving to live life and appreciating those people that love to live life and encourage you to be your best and know that you are worth it. And um, thank you for tuning in. Um, please subscribe so that you knew so that you will see when new episodes are coming. Um, I appreciate all the support up to this point and just know that I am going to continue to work on getting better um, in all ways so that I can share meaningful messages with all of you. And I truly hope that you find this valuable to you in your lives and you continue to uh, listen and support and kind of, again, self-reflect so that you can start living your best life. Up until um, a few weeks ago, I was doing some things differently, but I had um, uh, a great conversation with somebody. And so now you're going to get more podcasts and you're going to get uh, a little bit uh, fewer posts because I want to be able to pour into uh, the messages a little bit differently and give give some more thoughts and depths to it. So um, let me know if you uh, appreciate these weekly updates and weekly podcasts as well. And I look forward to catching up with all of you soon. And just remember that we always have a choice to live our life with an attitude of gratitude.